0: Hello world, this is Better Tech, a podcast where we chat with some of the most successful leaders about the latest industry developments. So join us as we explore the world reliance on tech. Hi, Russ. Welcome to Better Tech. It's great to talk to tech strategists like yourself. So why don't we have your introduction first for our audience and then we'll dive right into the topic.
1: Sure. Thanks so much for having me. So I am Russ Felker. I'm the CTO at Global Trans. Uh, Actually, we just went through a merger with another uh, large uh, transportation company, Worldwide Express. Uh, So now I'm the CTO at the kind of combined entity of Global Trans and Worldwide Express. We are one of the nation's largest third-party logistics firms, uh, tech-focused, tech-centered, and tech-based. So we are very much a technology-first company working across supply chain and uh, logistics with a, a host of, of shippers and carriers. And uh, you know we're, we're some of those people that help to get goods from one part of the country to another and make sure that all of our shelves are stocked and that, and that uh, everybody can get their stuff, which has uh, of course become a pretty big issue over the last year.
0: Right. So Russ, since the invention of the printing press, people have always panicked about the implications of new technologies. Is there something uniquely worrisome about the nature of technological change today?
1: You know, one of the things that I, I think, at least I always get concerned about, is, the, is a focus on technology replacing people. When mm-hmm. really, the, the focus needs to be on technology enhancing people's ability to interact with each other. And that's one of the things that, while you know technology is great and, and you know, chatbots are, are nice and all the other types of technology that you might interact with on a daily basis, nothing is gonna replace a person-to-person interaction in many situations. And if technology can enhance those interactions, it tends to lead to a much better outcome for everyone. Uh, and I, I worry sometimes that, that technology takes the path of replacing the human interaction instead of augmenting it. And that's where I think efficiency can get put forward a little too much over mm-hmm. and above experience for people.
0: So how different is the pace of technological change today compared to previous eras? And how do you think technology currently is re-engineering humanity?
1: Absolutely. The, the pace, is, and, and this is, this is something that, that people have said and, and re-said for, for a number of years, but the pace is constantly increasing. It's, it's constantly getting faster. You have more technology coming out and more ways of quickly getting technology out. And unfortunately, sometimes what that leads to is the execution of technology without the thought behind the impact of that technology or of that, that piece of technology. Um, so it, it's, it's different in that it's much faster and that I think the other thing that's affecting pace is that there have been a lot of inventions over the last decade, especially, and improvements on, on inventions that happened even in, in, even in, that, in that previous decade, uh, over the last 10 years, that have allowed more people to drive technology change uh, and to introduce technology and to in, in, in you know, kind of create these digital processes and these digital offerings. Um, so I, I think there's a couple of re that's happening. One, you've got more people who can be creators, which is a good thing uh, in that you've got better perspectives and you have better diversity of people that are able to create technology. Right. But it also has kind of driven a bit of a, well, let me just get this done and get this out here without necessarily putting the requisite amount of thought and understanding of potential impacts behind a technology you might be putting out into the world. And there, you know, there, there's a lot of different types of technology across a lot of different things, but there are impacts to everything that we do in technology. And the uh, the, the there's a lot of things you could point to from a, I'll call it a, a negative or at least a, you know, I think many people perceive it as negative with, you know, shortening of attention spans and things like that, that technology is enabling. Um, but things like uh, you know, some of the social media platforms and things like that have what I, would th- what I would consider unintended consequences that we don't necessarily think through fully before putting something out there. Uh, and that re-engineering of humanity has, has re-engineered us into this almost tech first society. Uh, you know, society instead of person-first society. And I feel like we might've maybe lost a little politeness, a little ability to interact in a one-on-one basis, ability to see a person as a person with you know, good things and bad things about that person. Um, and I, I feel like technology has contributed to that change in our societal behavior patterns.
0: You mentioned that the thought behind the implication of a certain technology is lacking in your opinion. Could you just elaborate on that a little more?
1: Sure, absolutely. So, you know, as you think about um, technology, people think about technology, I think, and they look at the newer technologies like phones and, and, you know, the, the latest things like that. But even in, you look at just kind of older traditional technologies like television and and the ability to kind of deliver 24-hour news and get people wherever they need to be uh, quickly, and focus on uh, you know feedback loops from people that are watching, and and instead of delivering maybe what people need to know, mm-hmm. there's a lot more of delivery of what is perceived as what people want to hear about, and those can be very different <laughs> in many cases. Um, there's, And, and so that, that, that focus on being able to collect data and process data and, and churn through that to come up with essentially algorithms for programming and, and whatnot seems on the surface good, but in the end, it also starts to limit people's perspective and create less ability to see both sides of an issue. Um, because you know, they might look at an audience for a particular channel and they might say, well, they wanna hear this content. So we need to do more of this content, more of this content, more of this content. But yeah. it might not be bad to have some other content that offsets that and, and, and helps to make people more well-rounded from a, from a thought perspective.
0: And can you, um, if you talk about the flip side, can you mention some uh, use cases from personal experience where you feel that technology has re-engineered humanity for good?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, look at what we just went through. And I think you can look at a positive benefit to technology. The ability to go through and create the vaccines that the world, was able to do in such a short period of time. If you compare it to the last real kind of big vaccine push of something, that, you know, polio is probably the one that, that that comes to mind from the from the best parallel. That was decades in in the making, uh, and here we have months. It can be measured in months as opposed to decades. That's that's incredible, and that is in large part due to the technology that was able to be employed in the development of those vaccines. But even beyond just the development of the vaccines, which was a Herculean effort and, and leveraged technology in, in, in such a, 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 an awe-inspiring way, the delivery mechanisms and the ability to get that vaccine distributed, right. not perfect, you know, if you look at there, there are still disparities of, of where vaccines were able to get and where they weren't able to get, uh, and 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 how we were able to do that. But in, in if you look at the just the supply chain component of that, and mm-hmm. that was driven in huge part by technology, backing that supply chain and being able to get that get those vaccines out, track them, get them where they need to go, and 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 get them delivered to people, uh, it, it, it's incredible to, to see that. and I think that type of the ability to, to leverage technology to have such a profound impact on a uh, an ongoing crisis is something that that you can't uh, you, it's, it, it's just incredible.
0: Absolutely. can't argue with you there. So Russ, what is one area where you feel technology can do wonders, but it is currently being underutilized?
1: So I think there's still a lot of technology that we use, but only in small, small areas. So you know, we talked about getting the vaccines out, and I, I mentioned that it wasn't perfect in that there were not ways to understand the distribution of the vaccines and, and make sure that we were... Able to use every vaccine that was made, and that we were able to use it in a way that protected our most vulnerable most vulnerable populations across the world. There's still opportunity there. The interconnectivity of systems and the ability to move information back and forth and churn through that that data um, can be used to mm-hmm. have a much broader impact. Of these types of, of, of initiatives and efforts, and that is some, is an area where I still think we're we're not we're not quite there yet. Um, you know, another one I think that that's 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 been uh, it's 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 underutilized now because of just the focus of where it's been put. But if you look at some of the self-driving technology, and this is really AI, you know, uh, being used to interpret you know all the different pieces of information coming in from the vehicle there's a lot of focus on well how do i get that onto for example a us highway right or in a city but that's probably not the biggest impact place for something like that if i could have that self driving vehicle in a you know much more dangerous place maybe it's a, maybe it's a, you know a war zone or you know anywhere that's dangerous for a human driver to be where you, by definition, you're going to have lower population, you're going to have some other extraneous circumstances, of course, but that would be an amazing place to be able to use that type of technology and save lives by doing so. So I think right. there's, it's, sometimes it's, it's not that the technology itself is underutilized, it's just that the focus of the use of the technology doesn't enable its broader use makes sense
0: yeah. and in today's digital age do you think that it's possible to live free of these digital technologies and algorithms that track and influence us if not do you think that can we really be free then
1: yeah i mean that's <laughs> that's a that's a, uh, uh, that's a big question <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. i don't know that if you are a part of current society, and you want to be a part of current society, you can be totally independent of many of these technologies. Um, the one thing I will, you know, I'll say is that, you know, I I, I am not on Instagram or, or any, you know, any of these other platforms. I know of them, though. So I guess in that way, I'm, you know, I'm involved with them in that, in that fashion. But the the way that you use those technologies and the way that you employ them can be different than what society not dictates but has fallen into mm-hmm. as a pattern of usage. So you know you can still be on Facebook or in and I'm, I'm now I'm making myself sound extraordinarily old because I'm bringing up Facebook but um, <laughs> you know you can still be on Facebook, but you can do so in such a way that, Enables, or again, I'll go back to what I first said. Supports your interaction with individuals, as opposed to being more in that performance society, you know, uh, uh, bubble where you know everything's kind of a performance, and and you're performing for people that you really don't know. You're not really establishing relationships with people. You're just putting out content, um, and so there, I, I think. You have to be involved but the way that you're involved can be different and that choice which everybody has um is i think what still enables freedom even with the ubiquity of technology um you know people can still be free even when there is a ubiquity of technology uh you know and and you may be referring more to you know tracking but you can, you can still be free even if you're if, if somebody knows where you are. You know, I tend to know where my kids are, but that doesn't mean I'm controlling their decisions. Unfortunately, I wish I could sometimes, but that's not something I can do. So, um, you know, and when you think about influence, well, influence again is is just a, it, it's 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 just an input into choice. It is not a prescription of choice, and so it, I feel influence is, is something that's always yeah. going to be there, and always has been there, whether it was local or whether it's more ubiquitous like it is now. Um, but it still it still boils, boils down to individual choice.
0: So essentially, like even in, the, in today's digital age, um, technology is not a defining part of it of our lives. We have like freedom of choice; is still there.
1: It's still there. I think I think you can make the choice for it to be a defining part of your life. That is a choice you can make, and I think you can look not very far and find people who have made that choice. Um, but you can make the other choice too. And, right. and you can still do just fine in society.
0: Speaking of the other side, what technological developments do you think have the potential to do the greatest harm to our species and to our way of life?
1: Um, you know, as far as as far as harm goes, there's obviously different degrees of harm. I think yep. the there's there's a uh, Mental harm that is inherent a little bit in the performance culture that we that we live in, with some of the apps we were just talking about. Uh, I that you know that that feeling of always needing to be producing content, being on display, is not something everybody can handle, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it it can it, it has you know, produced uh, mental issues. Um, there's also uh, information overload, uh, just being overwhelmed by the amount of, of information that can be accessed and that can be thrown at yeah. somebody that uh, has, I think you see rising rates of anxiety, rising rates of, of, of depression. Um, and, and And those can be attributed to the technological you know opportunities that are out there, uh, but again, choice have to have to make the make the, as I as I tell my kids when they go out, make good choices, um, and you have to make the choice that's good for you. So, make good choices is not some like universal truth. It's you have to make the choice that's going to that's going to affect you. So, while there are, while there, I think there are there are very harmful aspects of today's technology. Mm-hmm. There are also, again, going back to the freedom question, you have the freedom to not buy into that and to not right. go down that path. Um, you know, I think we are, I'll say, reaping the rewards of our investment in um, global warming. <laughs> uh, rewards is probably the, the pro- improper term. We're <laughs> reaping the, uh, the uh, uh, issues associated with uh, with global warming uh, from our investment in fossil fuels and things, and and and, and right. consistent industrialization and um, and while there are benefits to that uh, it's you know just even the, the weather patterns over the last couple of years you can you can see the, the the impacts and the harm that that does and I think that's one of the largest problems facing our society and a lot of that has yeah. to do with the invention, and proliferation of technology.
0: And, and that's very unfortunate. Yes. So we're just coming to uh, the end of our episode. But before that, what are some questions we should be asking ourselves now about technology and human nature and the future?
1: I think, I, you know, I, I'll go back. My, my, my single question I would, I would want anybody to ask themselves as they are developing a technology, as they're looking to, to buy a technology, as they're looking to adopt a technology within a company, within your personal life, how does this help me to connect with my fellow people that are around me? And you know, while technology has enabled those connections in the last year, when we were not able to physically see each other, they you know, And then definitely without, te- without the technology that we had today, I think there it would have been a lot more of the anxiety and, and depression and, and, and whatnot that came from the isolation uh, imposed by, uh, by the pandemic. But as you go forward, technologies can enhance your ability to, to connect with people. Ask, everybody needs to ask themselves, how is this doing that? How is this, how is this serving that goal? Because if that has to be the goal of technology, is to join us together as people, not create separation or create isolation in uh, in, 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 in using or, or, or having this technology.
0: Lastly, Russ, what is one trend that you're most excited about regarding these technological developments?
1: Um, you know, I, I think the biggest one I'm, I'm excited about, and, and this is a little, <laughs> admittedly, maybe a little centric to, to the business I work in, but I am, I am extraordinarily excited about the technology being employed to make supply chains resilient. And I know that sounds very commercially and things like that, but, you know, supply mm-hmm. chains provide medical equipment, medical devices, vaccines all sorts of things that are critical to people being able to live, to be able to extend our lifespan and extend our quality of life in that extended lifespan. And the better we can get at having resilient and and responsive supply chains to be able to deliver things where they need to go, when they need to be there, um, the better off we are as, as as a society. Um, and then the, the other one is just a number of the there's a there's a technology I actually just just heard about, but it, it's a family of technologies that are helping to curb the carbon emissions and, that are right now a staple of our transportation infrastructure mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, bring us into better balance with, you know, the, just the environment. Uh, and, and make us just a more green uh, society and hopefully allow for the, uh, the one planet we got to recover <laughs> and, and, and support us yeah. for a much longer period of time than, uh, than, than we're on a path to now.
0: <laughs> right. And on that note, we come to the end of our episode. Thank you, Russ, for joining us on BetterTech.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Thanks for listening to BetterTech. We look forward to bringing you the latest industry news in our next episode. In the meantime, check out our other episodes at techcell.com podcast and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss an episode.